This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hey everybody, welcome to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. Justin here, along with a lot of cousins here. We got Tyler on hand. Derek is out, so I found two other cousins to replace him. And that is Tyler's brother, Todd. And you know him, Patrick. Yo! Hey, welcome, guys. All right, so Patrick, I got to ask you this here. Uh, Now that we're in lockdown mode, you absolutely love your Husker sports. And one of the things that we loved when you were on the podcast was during the spring, you always followed the sports that none of us would ever follow. You know, whether it be t- tennis, soccer, I mean, I don't, is soccer a fall, spring for, sport, whatever. Gymnastics, all of that stuff. You always had all of these little nuggets that you could offer during the podcast. So now that you don't have all these Husker athletics going on right now, what are you doing with your time? Well, I'm um, watching memes of the uh, virtual spring game that just um, happened. And I'll tell you, the spring game was the most memeable thing I've ever seen. It probably is. It could probably outrank any memeable thing out there right now, including like real housewives of whatever. So, you know, I've been I've been basically just watching memes and gifs and rewinding and fast forwarding and doing all sorts of stuff. I miss sports so much. Yeah. So did you actually enjoy the spring game, Patrick? I enjoyed it from a theoretical standpoint and like, oh, gee, if only. But yeah. I I wanted the real thing. I really did. Ain't nothing but the real thing, baby. <laughs> exactly. Todd, what about you? How are you handling lockdown? Uh, life's getting very boring, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel with the whole thing, so I'm Trying to survive. All right. All right, so we got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. We're going to talk about the Huskers in the 2020 draft. We're going to look ahead to Huskers in the 2021 draft. But first, we got to talk about a quarterback situation here. It was just announced tonight that Noah Vedrill has entered the transfer portal. Uh, This is huge. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about Noah Vedrill here? Well, you know, first of all, you know, best wishes to the kid. You know, I think that he had become kind of a little secret favorite among a lot of Husker fans. He played well in spurts last year. Uh, you know, you know, I think that it is it shocking. I, I can't say it's a big shocker. I think a lot of people felt that this could have happened. You know, the, the quarterback room got really deep, a lot of competition um, with Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey and Logan Smothers. Um, so I, I think it's definitely not a shock, but I would have liked to see him try one more year and make a run at that starting spot. Tyler, do you think the lack of spring practice had a lot to do with that there? I do. I, I mean, I think at this point, I, I had Adrian Martinez as a starter the whole time. I didn't think his spot was really ever in jeopardy, but with no spring ball to compete, I, I, I just think it locks it up for him. And, and when you, if you're, Noah, you know what's behind Adrian. You have Luke McCaffrey 
in probably the next starter after him. I mean, yeah, I think this was his spring to try to make an impact and fight for it. And I think he could have. Um, I don't think he would have won it, but I think he could have made it interesting. But without the spring, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Adrian Martinez will be the starter in the fall. Patrick, how did you feel when you heard the news that Noah Vedral was transferring? I always hate to lose a legacy. I mean, Tyler wasn't was it was it was Matt Vedral, right? That was the wing back that um, that uh, played for Nebraska back in like the what was it? So Noah Vedral comes comes from that stock, and to lose somebody like that is pretty heartbreaking. But it is what it is. It's the nature of the era. You know, so I wish the kid best of luck. And uh, I guess now it's down to Adrian and Luke. So we'll see what happens. Todd, did you feel that uh, Noah Vedral could have competed in 2020? No, definitely. Martinez is the guy. Frost continues to say it. And I don't think that he was even a strong chance to get the two, the two spot. So, no, I, I think he made the right decision, honestly, to if he wanted to get on the field. Patrick, coming back to you, where do you want to see Noah Vedral go? Uh, somewhere far from the Big Ten. Um, I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I just hope he finds some place that's happy where he can compete and hopefully find a place to be a starter and show people, you know, Show Nebraska fans what they what they were missing, I guess. Tyler, do you have a thought on Noah Vedral where he ends up? I you know, I don't know where he's gonna end up. I, I, I have a hard time thinking he's gonna get to a power five school, but I want to talk about the impact on this season. Because Todd, I, I don't know if I agree with you that Noah Vedral didn't have a shot at that number two spot. But but whatever that would have happened, I think the impact is huge. Because what it does, in my opinion, is it prohibits Luke McCaffrey from playing any position but quarterback. Because when you had Noah Vedral in that locker room, you had a solid backup quarterback, and you could get fancy with Luke McCaffrey, put him at wide receiver. Now, you put Luke McCaffrey out at wide receiver, and he gets beat up a little bit. And now Adrian Martinez, who, be honest, has not had the best health record. He gets banged up. You're in a bind. So the loss of Noah Vedral, whether he would have been the second or third string quarterback, it really changes how the coaches are going to be able to coach this next season. Yeah. Todd, response? I don't think that they should put Luke anywhere other than quarterback, at least for this year. Give him time to develop and put him at receiver, I think, would be a mistake. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, Tyler, we had talked about that on a previous podcast on, you know, how cool it would be if uh, uh, Luke McCaffrey could play wide receiver. But, you know, I, you know where I stand. You know, I really wanted to see him, you know, have an opportunity to take over that starting position. I love him at what he can do at quarterback, you know, is with his legs and, you know, if he can get his throwing a l- little bit better. I mean, he could really be a star. But we all agree that the guy is such a stud athlete. You have to get him on the field somehow, right? So in whatever capacity, if he was going to be sitting third string quarterback, you got to get him on the field. But now you're right. I mean, we lose that luxury of being able to put uh, Luke McCaffrey in for special plays, you know, have like a couple a package 
where you can get him on the field because the depth at quarterback, this is a really kick in the nuts to the Nebraska staff. Cause I don't know who you're going to put out there uh, as the number three guy. I mean, is Logan Smothers going to be that guy without, you know, without spring practice is can masker is, can he step up to be a legitimate third string guy where it, like take over like Matt Terman, you know, I don't know if we have that guy. So uh, that scares me, but you know what? I, I love Noah Vedra. I mean, that guy, uh, he is the epitome of a Husker, you know? I hope he goes somewhere where he can be utilized well. You know, I'd like to see him go to Ohio. He had an offer from Ohio. He had a couple offers from South Dakota State, South Dakota. Uh, I think he's better than the FCS level. I think he can play in FBS. It's maybe not Power 5, but surely FBS. You know, Ohio, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, just somewhere I'd like to see him uh, come in there. Uh, what Patrick, you said, you don't want to see him in the big 10. Well, there's a couple teams out there looking for quarterbacks and there's no, there's nothing out there saying that they can't transfer within conference. So that would be nuts. Go ahead, Patrick, you got your hand up. I will say that um, Noah Vedral ran the offense competently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nothing flashy. It was nothing, you know, sports center top 10, but he ran it efficiently and he ran it in a way that you were comfortable with it. And unfortunately I don't see that from agent Martinez. So I will miss that from him that I never got the sense that he didn't have things under control when he was under center. Well, he was a crutch, you know, anytime that Adrian Martinez struggled and he did uh, several times in the second half of the year, he would struggle he was kind of like that crutch for fans like me. It was like, hey, put in Noah Vedro, you know? I mean, it was that. And so I don't know what's going to happen this year, you know, if we get into those situations. But um, it, it was really good to know that you had a guy like Noah Vedro to fall back on if you needed him. So his experience, his knowledge of the offense, that's going to be really that's, – that's really going to hurt depth, I think. Uh, anything else, Tyler? No, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you. You, you know, you, we mentioned Matt Terman as a third stringer. Uh, interesting side note: uh, Matt Terman Matt is Masker. actually Noah. Matt Masker. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we, we're talking about Terman. Oh, okay. You, you're going yeah. okay. Uh, Terman's actually Noah Vedral's uncle. For the yeah. people out there that are not uh, knowledgeable, but no, I mean, again, I, I think we all get it. And my last word on this is: if there was a position that we were going to lose a backup, quarterback is honestly a good position. Because I do feel confident in the depth there. It just, it, it definitely, in my opinion, is going to have to tweak maybe some of the luxuries that you would have had. But it, again, I feel good about that position group as a whole. Uh, and, and I definitely think we're still strong there at quarterback. All right, let's move on to the Huskers in the draft, the 2020 draft here. Uh, two Huskers were drafted, the Davis Twins. Uh, some Somebody fell out of the draft that we all thought would be our highest rated draft pick. And that's Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tyler, I know that you were kind of high on Lamar Jackson. Uh, talk about Lamar Jackson here, how he fell out of the draft. What happened? Well, okay. So for the listeners, um, you know, that maybe not listen every week, there, there was a, a few months ago where I did a last call referencing an article that had Lamar Jackson as a first round pick. I don't believe I ever said I thought Lamar Jackson was a first-round pick. But uh, 
regardless of which, I did think he was going to get drafted. I had him as a fourth-round draft pick, and I am shocked he did not get drafted. Um, don't know why. Um, I'm, I'll let you guys theorize on it before I put my thoughts. But, yeah, that was a huge blow that he did not get drafted. Patrick, do you have any uh, speculation why Lamar Jackson may have fallen out of the draft? Uh, it's hard to say. I honestly think that a lot of the a lot of it has come to what Nebraska has shown on the field uh, th- these last couple years: four and eight, uh, five and eight. Uh, you know, it's just it's just the fact that we're kind of the laughing stock right now and people aren't really taking us seriously. And honestly, I was never really that big of a fan of Lamar Jackson from the get go. Uh, he did get better, but NFL level, I don't think he had a chance. Well, you are right about the record. You know, back to back four and eight seasons and a five and seven season last year. Nebraska, they just have not been very good. And you know, if, if you look at in the draft over the last three years, I mean, four people. What? No, what was it, five total in the last four five years? My goodness. Uh. 2019, 2018, 2017. Four out of the okay, four draft picks in the last four years is what I see here. Yeah, four. Yeah, you're right. Four in the last four. Zero last year, one in 2017, one in 2018, two this year. You know, and you know, when you have bad seasons like what we've had, it's I I guess that happens. Uh, Todd, what do you think about Lamar Jackson's fall? I, I think he doesn't have the yeah, I guess the athleticism that would show up for the scouts to get super excited about him, but I think he has the talent to at least make a practice squad. I don't know. I don't know that the Jets will keep him on their active roster, but give so him a you couple say, years and. When you say athleticism, are you talking about his speed, his 40 time? I mean, he didn't show well in the draft with his 40 time. I mean, it was what a four, five, eight and four, six, one. Is that right, guys? It wasn't impressive at all. So he's, he's a bigger cornerback. I mean, the, it just, it, the numbers themselves. And I don't know that he was necessarily that, I mean, his film didn't show for itself, obviously. I think he's just – he's got something to prove, and I think he actually has a good chance of at least sticking in the NFL for a few years. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, I mean, you, you think he's going to succeed there? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Patrick, go ahead. I, didn't see I was just going to agree with uh, Todd. The one thing that um, Lamar Jackson did show that – I kind of discounted at first was he has a really good work ethic. And that's one thing that I'm very proud of from our Nebraska players who do get picked as like free agents and whatnot. They show pretty good work ethic. So if anyone can succeed on that level, it's Lamar Jackson, but the NFL is a cruel mistress. And if you don't have the ability, she ain't going to give you any chance. Yeah. They don't show any favoritism in that way. It's either you play, you can play or you're not doing it here. So, uh, Tyler, I'm going to move on to our draft picks. Uh, were, can I just circle oh, around? Last yes. word on Lamar Jackson. I, I'm with you guys on speed. I'm with you guys on that probably did play the defense struggles. But the, but Lamar Jackson, his last season, he had three interceptions. He probably didn't blow up this outline, but he was 16th in the country in pass breakups. 
Um, I, I, I do think he played well. And I, I think that I, I'm shocked he didn't run a quicker 40, but he is a tall corner, you know, 6'2", six, 6'1". Six, um, you, you know, he played well in, in that aspect. Patrick, you mentioned the character. I mean, his evolution as a Husker, I mean, it is a great story. I, I just, it, it is baffling to me that a team didn't make a flyer. I mean, uh, Todd, you brought this up when we were talking about this. Uh, Mel Kuyper had him in the top 10 for basically two rounds of available players. It, it is shocking he didn't get drafted, um, but I, I do think he'll make his way to a roster um, in, in New York this fall. So when Mel Kuyper has him as the best available for two straight rounds, he was in the top 10 there, best available. Do you think maybe there's something like a character issue that teams were just shy and clear of, or is it just based off of, you know, just pure his speed or something? I mean, does it kind of make you think that something else is going on there? If he falls out of the draft, I, I think at the end of the, the draft, what you are looking for, because at that point, you're not really necessarily going to keep any of those guys. When you're drafting five, six, seven, there's no guarantee those guys are making the uh, roster. So I think what you're looking for are guys that have high potential. And when you have a guy who doesn't show well in the draft, and while he had a good productive senior season, definitely didn't light the world on fire statistically, I, I, I just think that you can have scouts say, hey, well, might as well take a flyer on this guy that runs a four four forty. And make a chance on that at that point. I, I, I really think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And, you know, he was a late bloomer at Nebraska. I mean, it took him halfway through his junior year to, uh, you know, to be really competitive at that position, make, you know, to make us proud, I guess. But, you know, he had a, he had a hell of a senior year. He really did. And uh, it's a shock that he didn't get drafted. I, I really thought he was our best chance. That would have, or he would have uh, been the highest draft pick that we have. But uh, let's talk about the two guys that did get drafted: Khalil Davis and Carlos Davis. Tyler, you are big fans of the Davis brothers. Uh, talk about these guys. Well, I mean, I, at one point in the season, I, I had our defensive line pegged as the best defensive line in the Big Ten, and these two were clearly a high reason. Um, I'm not shocked they both got drafted. This is about where I thought they would go. I think both of them showed really well in the combine, just like I said that against Lamar Jackson. These two guys showed up. Khalil Davis set a record for the fastest 40 time of someone over 300 pounds at defensive tackle. Um, Carlos Davis was second fastest. They did well in the bench press. They showed really, really well. And with their production, I am not shocked that all these kids got drafted. Patrick, what did you think about the Davis twins? I was rooting for them all the way. That was my real... My real interest in this draft this year was, boy, I hope the Davis twins both get drafted. That'd be an incredible story that both brothers get drafted. And it happened, and it happened in the last round. And that's something that, that cannot be overlooked. Nevertheless, it did happen. And hopefully it's something that Nebraska pl- future Nebraska players can build on. But as far as, like, talent, raw they're very raw in that regard, but boy, I just loved watching them play. They're good run stoppers. They're relentless in the backfield. Give them a shot. And I think they can light it up. And not to mention, I think the whole underdog kind of 
mystique that Nebraska has now where no one's taking them seriously, that they're kind of the laughing stock, something that old timers like me know very, very well, having to deal with those hot shots from Miami and whatnot. Yeah. They can use that as fuel. And I think that they can really show up, whether it be on special teams, practice squad, or, you know, let's just throw it out there. They find their way, you know, as a backup. I, I really do hope the best for those two. All right, Patrick, I have to ask you this question because uh, you're, you, you're kind of sentimental when it comes to sports. You, know, you love the sentimental stories and whatnot. Were you kind of like me uh, when it came to the seventh round and you were hoping that uh, that Carlos Davis would be reunited with Khalil Davis at Tampa Bay? I mean, were you just hoping that Tampa Bay would pick up Carlos as well? Or do you even think no, about that? Corny. Uh, <laughs> See, I asked you that because I'm the you're the only one on this podcast that I thought would actually agree with that. Maybe I guess I'm out <laughs> on an island here. I mean, I agree with that, but you know, it's 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 asking for too much, and you know, Hollywood movies can only go so far. Uh, you know, I'm just glad they both got drafted, and they got drafted to two comparable teams, which I'm very happy about. The Bucks are a true contender. And the Steelers have always been perennial, uh, you know, playoff teams uh, year in and year out. I'm more than happy with where they ended up, and I'm hoping they make the best, they make the most of their opportunities. All right, Todd, thoughts on the Davis twins? I think it's awesome that the twins both got drafted, and I, I actually saw this afternoon that they are the 11th brother combination that have been drafted first to be drafted in the same draft and i started looking through it with the kelseys the peters the roods and i forget that bode rood got drafted which is unbelievable wistroms (laughs) and then the other twin the other twin brothers being the bullocks twins oh man that it's i think that's got to be a record that 11 sets of brothers have been drafted out of Nebraska, but it just is, uh, I guess, a opinion on their performance. I think Khalil's got a good shot. I liked him a lot better than Carlos. I was kind of surprised to see him get drafted, but um, I guess best of luck to both of them. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so there's only one other guy so far that's been picked up by uh, in the NFL, free agent Damian Daniels. Uh, Tyler, do you have a thoughts on Damian Daniels? Darian? Darian, I'm sorry. Darian Daniels, uh, yes. You're, you're a couple years ahead of Damian. But, no, I think, uh, you know, Dar- Darian, he came into Lincoln. Um, I think he was a really good teammate. He's a big guy. San Fran has a loaded defensive line. I'll be interested to see if he can find a spot on that roster. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he did everything right at Nebraska. I'm not shocked to see him sign. I, I, I kind of expected him to be a free agent pick, but we'll see what happens in San Fran. All right. Uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, – oh, I'm sorry. Let's move on to the 2021 draft here. Let's talk about some Huskers uh, from this current roster that could be picked up in the draft next year. Now we've talked about, we have not fared very well in the draft, uh, four picks over the last four years, uh, in 2016, 
four guys went to the draft 2015 three guys but since then man it's it's one or two or none uh Scott Frost has done a really good job about accumulating some talent here. Uh, there's some, a lot of guys that are, will be draft eligible next year. So let's go down this list and let's just take a guess on whether you think these guys will be drafted or pick, get picked up by, uh, in free agent deals. So the first guy, Diedrich Mills, Tyler. Very unique prospect in this regard. Um, he, he obviously had a really strong finish to the season. Looked like he overcome some of the early fumble rolls. I think he ends up getting not drafted, but I could see him being signed in free agency. Running back is a tough position to get drafted at. I don't think he'll put up the stats to do it, but I do think he makes his way to an NFL roster afterwards. Patrick, your thoughts on Diedrich Mills? Uh, I tend to agree with Tyler. Uh, he needs to pick up where he left off from last year, uh, finished strong in the second half. Um, but honestly, I think he's going to be free agent as well at this point. And it's a six, six sad story with the society, but receivers are more heavily coveted than running backs. Unless you're Derek Henry or. <laughs> so I'm going to say Dietrich Mills is going to be a free agent. Todd. Yeah, I, I actually like him to put up better stats than Ozigbo in his uh, senior season. I think wow. he can get to 1,200 yards. I think he's going to start. I mean, you got Ramir Johnson coming in who looked pretty good. And you got Ronald Tompkins as a freshman, a redshirt. And then, I mean, you got unproven freshmen and not a whole lot else. I think he's going to at least start the year strong, maybe get the younger guys worked in there. But as far as draft pick, I don't think he's going to get drafted. But he, he's got a chance to <laughs> give a shout-out to the Jags, and hopefully he gets signed as Ozigbo did. <laughs> wow, Todd, after that build-up right there, I thought you were going to say that he's going to be a late-round guy. But, uh, nope, you, you did a old classic Derek move. That's what Derek does right there. Builds you up, and it just you pulls are. the sheets. I was like, yeah, no, no. Build it up, but no, free agent. Yeah, well, I'm I, with you guys. Go ahead. I, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just going to say, Diedrich Mills, I think, he's, uh, I think he has a chance. I think he has a chance to be a late-round guy, uh, given the opportunities that he's going to have in the offense this year. I don't know how much Wandale Robinson is going to be able to play running back this year uh, to help him out. Uh, we're going to talk about a guy here coming up, J.D. Spielman, and why I don't think J uh, Wandale can help him out. Uh, but So I think this is Diedrich Mills' time to shine. I think he's going to have an opportunity to really star on this team. He's going to put up some wild numbers, and he's not going to – I don't think he's going to have – you know, that three or four game delay, like what Divina Zigbo had to put up with before he became the man. I think he's going to have a full season to work with, to, to shine. Uh, I hope he's a late round draft pick, but I mean, at bare minimum free agent right there. I mean, God, I think he's got a shot at being drafted, but I'm, I'm not going to pull the trigger there. Uh, we'll see, but I, I like his chances though. What were we going to say, Tyler? I just I was react. I'm now I'm reacting to both of you guys. I mean, I'll be honest. I I was on the fence of him being a free agent or not picked up at all. Um, I I like him. 
I, I don't know if this guy's going to break a thousand yards this year. I, he's going to be right on that cusp. I mean, you guys, Todd, Justin, you guys are both a hell of a lot higher on him than I am right now. Well, I think it has a lot to do with what he has behind him right now. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm basing this off of Wandale Robinson, not being the exact safety net as he was last year. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not as high on Ramir uh, Johnson and Ronald Tompkins as Todd is. So I think this is, it's a Diedrich Mills show, you know, and then you got two true freshmen coming in uh, that might be able to take up some carries, but I don't think any of these guys are going to be the premier guy like Diedrich Mills. That's Diedrich Mills is going to be a one and there's going to be a bunch of twos and ors after that, but there's only going to be one, one. So that's where I'm coming from there. Uh, so let's talk about J.D. Spielman here. Lots. There's a lot going on here with J.D. Spielman. He's left the team. Is it permanent? Is it temporary? Who knows in this environment? You know, no spring practice, so we don't know what's going on there. Uh, so it all depends on what you guys kind of feel on what J.D. Spielman's going to do. Is he coming back to Nebraska? Is he leaving? But – Let's go to you, Tyler. What are your thoughts on J.D. Spielman and his draftability in 2021? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I am assuming he is coming back to Lincoln. Um, I am assuming that he is going to play this fall. And with those assumptions, I think this guy gets drafted. I think not only does he get drafted, he is the first draftable Husker. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I like it. Patrick? I concur. Uh, you children of the corn, you know, you need to perform whatever socially distanced sacrifices you need to do in order to have him come back to Lincoln. Uh, but if he does, I think he really needs to eclipse Stanley Morgan's record uh, to really solidify himself as a bankable and draftable receiver, which he will be because receivers are, again, very coveted in the NFL. And when they can see his ability and we know what he can do out there, they're going to grab him up as quickly as they can. Yeah. Todd, agree? Uh, I don't think he'll get drafted. I think just this whole scenario of him leaving for the summer or whatever he's actually going to end up doing, but ideally he comes back, but I don't think that the, I don't know what the mental health issues were, but or are, and I hope the best for him. But it's not a good, it's not a good look as a draftable player. I think he he'll get picked up, have a chance, and probably make it. But all right, Patrick, go ahead. Todd, you're a non-believer. You have fallen from the faith, and I will pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maybe. I like, I like JD Spielman's chances to go in the draft. I, I think he's another, he's a day three guy. In my eyes, I don't know where it's going to be. Is he going to come out as a out of a Husker uniform or different uniform? But I fully expect him to uh, be drafted next year. Well, well, you know, to Todd's defense, he's the only one that drafted. You know, a guy like Jordan Westerkamp. Here's a guy who we all thought probably going into his senior year would have been drafted, wasn't. Stanley Morgan wasn't drafted. Why do receivers in the NFL draft have it? Over- overly fared well what what is his measurable is really going to be because we know he's not the biggest guy i mean i don't know if i see him as a sub four four guy i i don't know i i 
defend my brother. I mean, I, I don't disagree completely. I mean, I, I, well, I do. I think he will be drafted, but, but I, I mean, I, I, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Another guy on offense here, tight end, Jack Stoll. Tyler, what do you think? Doesn't make the NFL. Um, I like him. I think he'll have a good senior season, actually. But even, yeah, I, I just, I just don't think the guy has the athleticism, anything to make an NFL roster. Patrick. I think body type, it's going to be hard to ignore that for NFL scouts. I mean, the guy's basically a grunt clone. I can see him being a free agent. He needs to be more of a focal point for this offense uh, with Spielman and Robinson. Uh, definitely needs to make dynamic plays out there and, and really be a key player. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think based off of his physical ability and also, again, uh, assuming that he has a breakout season, which, God, he needs, uh, I'll say him as a free agent. Todd, what do you think? I agree with Patrick. He's got the size. That 6'4", 240, 250, whatever, it's, that's kind of the Gronk prototype, as he, as he was saying. Uh, I, think he'll, I think he'll flash a little bit more as far as his senior year. But, yeah, for I mean, he, I mean there's so many guys picked up in undrafted free agents that are the first cuts and never sniff it again. He might be one of those at best, but I, I don't see him sticking around. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets in the NFL. I think, to me, he's been rather disappointing, that tight end. Uh, there's Every year there's a lot of hope and promise, and it just never it just never comes through with it, you know? Uh, and I don't know, is he a victim of play calling, or is he a victim because he just can't get open? You know, I mean, what, what's going on there? Uh, is it utilization? I, I haven't seen enough out of him to think that he will be in the NFL. I, I really haven't. Patrick? You think he's kind of a prisoner of the route a little bit? Like he runs the plays and he doesn't really know how to improvise very well to find the open spot? Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, he he's already going on with, you know, Scott Frost doesn't really use the tight ends a hell of a lot. Not like as much as what we thought he would, right? Yeah. We kind of thought that there's going to be a little bit more tight ends in, in the offense, and we just haven't seen it yet in two years. So uh, so what is it? Is, it? is it the plays that are being called, or is it just, you know, he's, he's not being open? I, I don't know. We'll see what year three has, but to this at this point right now, I don't see him being drafted. It's real disappointing, and I'm I'm kind of leaning that he may not even be the starter headed into uh, the year. So, uh, moving on, Brendan Hymas, offensive tackle. Tyler, what do you think? I think the guy gets drafted. Um, you know, I think he's been a productive Husker. I like him. I think our offensive line is going to be much improved. I think he's going to be the anchor of that. I, I like him to get drafted. Patrick? Um. You don't see that for Farniok because I kind of th think Farniok is going to be the flashier prospect as far as the O-line. Um, I, I can see Hymas being a free agent. He'll be hard to pass up. 
Um, but it's going to be dependent on how he how he uh, performs his senior year. Todd. Well, I guess as a general rule, I think the offensive line is going to be very solid this year, and I think Hymas is going to – I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'll be bold and say he'll be a third-round pick. I think he's going to – the whole Whoa! offensive line I think will be solid. I think he's the best player on the offensive line. Starting as a true freshman is always a big deal, and, yeah, I think that he's got the experience and – He's going to play well this year. All right. Patrick. My faith in you has been restored. <laughs> hey, I like Brent Hymas. He's been a staple on that offensive line since he's been at Nebraska. Uh, he's been thrown into the fire, and he's handled He's handled it awesome. I mean, he's, he's a stud there on the offensive line. He's our best offensive lineman that we have on the starting roster right now. I like him getting drafted as well. Um you know, I, I said earlier that, you know, J.D. Spielman, I could see him getting drafted the highest. If he doesn't, I think it's Brendan Hymas. I, I really do. I, I'm not sure about third round, but, geez, I'll take what mid, whatever, mid round. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him being picked up. Uh, Matt Farniok. Tyler. Ah. I, I just don't think he's going to get drafted. I think he's going to um, – he'll be a free agent signing. I just don't think he'll get drafted. I think his odds of getting drafted do improve if he gets to play offensive guard, where I think is more natural fit for it. Um, either way, I just don't think he's going to make the NFL draft. He'll, he'll be kind of like Lamar Jackson, probably one of the best available, but not get drafted. So you're not seeing a Zach Stirrup story here, are you? You, you know, I mean – Zach Stirrup ended up that he didn't end up getting drafted. No, 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 but, but but he had but he had a productive year as a guard. I think and again I think similar. I think a little bit higher end Zach Stirrup. I think that's what I'm expecting from Farniak. But you still don't think he's going to get drafted free agent? Not free agent. Not okay, so so it's the uh, following the Zach Stirrup story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Patrick. You talked about Matt Farniak here. Yeah, I did. Um, I'd, I'd say he gets drafted. I think he's. I think they're going to look at his raw potential. I think he's going to have a good show out for his senior year, but it's going to be dependent on if he shows out. If he doesn't, he'll be a free agent. But I, I tend to think that based off of his potential, he'll maximize and he'll be drafted. Todd? Agreed. Like I said, I think the offensive line as a whole is going to play well. So statistically, he'll be, as far as all the sacks allowed and that stuff, I think they'll all be good. But I think he'll, I think Farnay has got a chance to be a day three pick, but likely free agent. Oh, you got free agent, not draft. Okay. Free agent. Likely. Right. Okay. Uh, we should just skip over me because I didn't see Matt Farniak in the NFL at all. Uh, so, so what I, mean, I, I, I just didn't, I mean, I, without a position change, I don't know if he's going to have the success there. I, I don't know. Maybe free agent, but I don't know. Moving <laughs> I, I don't on. Know tough. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Bo Wilson, Tanner. Uh, not, not in the NFL. 
Patrick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Todd. I'm going to go ahead and call him a six-round pick. Uh, I think he's got a good chance to stick in the NFL. I like him. So you have him higher than Brent, than uh, Farniok? Yeah. To be honest, I, I looked at the NFL. has a I found a ranking of the top 301, and they had Bo Wilson in the 250s, making him draftable at least. And I, I think just the kind of the hype that I heard around him coming into his sophomore junior seasons, he'll he'll live up to it. Okay. One more offensive lineman here in the uh the class here, Christian Gaylord. Wait, Justin, you didn't give your answer. No. I no, he's not. No, I didn't I didn't have Matt Fardiak. You think I'm have Bo Wilson? Sorry. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I have Bo Wilson starting. Uh yeah. but but fair <laughs> on. Hey, you know what? I hope Todd's right. Moving on. I mean, yeah, the, the offensive line is going to – I mean, we're going to win a lot of games if we have a lot of, you know, draft picks th- on the offensive line. If we have draftable offensive linemen, I mean, the, the scenario of nine wins gets on the table. Yeah, if we don't win nine wins behind three draftable <laughs> offensive linemen, I mean, somebody's doing it, doing it wrong, okay? Yeah. Somebody's yeah. doing it wrong. So here's another one. I'm really curious on what Todd's pick is going to be here. <laughs> uh, this is Christian Gaylord. Great story, great Husker. You know, we know about uh, his, his father passing away last year. I mean, but he's got a sixth year of eligibility. Uh, fantastic story. Tyler. Yeah, I think I, I hope he gets to play some snaps this fall, but not drafted, not signed, not NFL. Patrick. Like I said, NFL, cruel, fickle, seductive mistress. Jeez, you don't have to do it. And on the, this guy, I mean, <laughs> that's a little excessive. <laughs> uh, Todd. Yeah, I'm glad he's got the sixth year of eligibility. I think that was nice that they gave it to him. And as far as that, after his NFL career, after his call, uh, Nebraska days are done, I think he's done as a football player. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he got a sixth year of eligibility. I mean, he's going to provide outstanding depth there on the offensive line. Depth that we need. Uh-huh. All right, let's move to the defensive side of the ball here. Ben Stilley. Tyler, I think the guy gets drafted. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, probably he'd probably be my number two draft pick after JD Spielman. Um, you know, I, I like him to have a good senior season. I think he gets drafted. Patrick, I really root for this kid right from the get go. Uh, I think he's going to be a free agent. Bottom line is he's not a pure pass rusher, and the pass rushers are really, really what the NFL wants. But he will be disruptive in the backfield given a chance, and I just love the kid's work ethic. And, again, you can't fault that work ethic regardless of whatever whatever uh, measurables the NFL goes by. So but it won't be enough to get him drafted. I think free agent. Todd. To be frank, I have my notes here for Ben Stilley. I have just the word no next written written next to him. So I'm going to go ahead and count him out of the NFL. But like Patrick said, his work ethic is I love how he performs. I just 
I think he gets by a lot on his effort. Now, I got Ben Stilley as probably our best defensive lineman headed into the 2020 season. I've always appreciated Ben Stilley. I love his motor. Uh, however, however, I don't know if that gets him drafted this year. Uh, just because he's the best defensive lineman at Nebraska this year, I don't know if that's going to translate well. I have him, I have him as a free agent. Uh, I hope he gets drafted because, God, I'm a huge fan of his. But just the fact that, you know, uh, he just maybe – shit. Maybe it was just like maybe he was underutilized last year, maybe a bit. But, God, he put up some awesome numbers at Nebraska. You know what? I'm doing this on the fly. I say he gets drafted. Changing my pick right now. I talked myself into it. He gets drafted next year. <laughs> you do that a lot, Justin. Change my mind. Man, I tell you, I, I went back and forth on Ben Stilley. I really did. Huge fan. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he gets drafted. JoJo Doman. Tyler. Hardest player for me to predict. You know, JoJo Doman is, is not Isaiah Simmons. Okay, he's not. But he is kind of the mold of him. Where um, the guy from Clemson, he could play anywhere over the field. Um, so I, I, I think that he has a lot of versatility. He can, that, and that's something the NFL is looking for. However... I, I, I went back and forth. This guy, I thought, is a guy that could get drafted, could be a free agent, couldn't play. I'm going to go ultimately, he doesn't make an NFL pick. Man, I, I just, the inconsistency this year, while I think he will have a few highlight reels and actually be improved, I just don't see it being enough to translate for him getting a shot in the NFL. Patrick? I disagree. I think his playmaking ability is something that the coach or the scouts are really going to focus in on i mean the guy was around the ball at key moments last year and it's hard to forget that it's hard to ignore that i think it's something the nfl is going to have to key on however i do agree with tyler in that he needs to be consistent in that area to make an impact and that's purely a head thing so if he can do that i think he will be drafted Drafted. Wow. Todd. I'm kind of with Patrick. I, I, I lean towards him getting drafted. I think he's in the later rounds, the NFL team search for players that not only can play, but special teamers. He is the ideal special teamer. I think he gets drafted to at least start in the special teams area from the bat. I'll give him a sixth round pick. I don't see JoJo Doman get drafted or a free agent. I think he's uh, between his inconsistencies and his injuries. I just don't know if, if that's going to happen or not. I think he'll be done. Uh, he's a great motor, but you know he's been—he's kind of like uh, missed expectations. You know, last year, you know, he was kind of a, didn't meet those expectations. So. Love him a lot. Hell of a motor. He makes some great plays when he makes the plays, but too inconsistent for me. For the NFL, I'm sorry. Uh, next guy, Colin Miller. Tyler. Yeah, for the point of time, I'm going to kind of go quick. Uh, no NFL. Patrick. Pre-agent. Todd. I'm giving him a fifth-round pick. Another free agent or another uh, – <laughs> 
Standout. I think he's going to play well. My God, we're going to go like 10 and 2 next year because if we have all these drafting dudes that Todd's throwing out, I don't have him making the NFL either. I I just think think he's just too slow for the NFL. He's not an NFL guy. Uh, Will Honus, Tyler? Not NFL. Not NFL. Patrick? Jeez, you don't have to do that if they're not going to make the NFL. I mean, they're giving all they can. You can do that to me, like hosting the show. You can give me an. Right, like Todd. I said, NFL cruel, seductive mistress yeah. doesn't care. Todd, I see Honus leading the team in tackles this year, but I don't know that he's an NFL drafty. I think he gets picked up, and then he likely is a. NFL cut. So you call it a free agent guy? Sure. Yeah, he'll get cut early, <laughs> early rounds of the undrafted free agent cuts. DiCaprio Boodle, Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't have Will Honus in the NFL either. DiCaprio Boodle. I, I think DiCaprio Boodle gets drafted. You know, okay. DiCaprio Boodle is a interesting prospect. You know, I think he played a lot better later in the year. I think he had a really solid sophomore campaign. Um. Yeah, I think I, I he's my I have him a little bit ahead of Hymas as my third, um, may, maybe a fifth, sixth round pick. I like DiCaprio Butel get drafted. Patrick, I think DiCaprio Butel uh, uh probably sees himself as a future Hall of Famer uh, in the uh, throes of REM uh, dream state. Uh, but for the purposes of this conversation, I do think he gets drafted. Todd. Uh, you got to love his versatility moving to safety last year. And I think putting him back at corner this year, I, I and his speed, and it, he's a little short for cornerbacks. So I'm giving him a fourth round grade. <laughs> wow. Right, so I'm, I'm going to say this about Boodle. In 2018, he was. The coaches, third team, all Big Ten. Media's third team, all Big Ten. Uh, in 2019, Phil Steele had him the second team, all Big Ten. He kind of took his little bit of setback. I think he rebounds big this year, and he finds himself drafted walking across that stage. So give me draft day for DiCaprio Boodle. Why is Derek uh, not here right now? Why? I mean, seriously, all four of us have the guy getting drafted. Derek doesn't even have him in his too deep. My God. I mean, Derek has to be drunk all the time. I mean, he doesn't see what we see. DiCaprio Boodle, great athleticism, can move throughout the ball. I, again, I like the guy to have a good senior campaign to play in the NFL. Derek's hard on him. Patrick? I would say it's just pure cousinly insight that Derek, unfortunately, does not have. All right. Uh, two more guys here, guys. Uh, Deontay Williams. Tyler. I'm, I think the guy gets picked up. I don't think he'll get drafted, but I think he gets picked up on NFL roster. The guy had a tra- – I mean, uh, tragic's an over-exaggeration, but he got injured first game of the season. Didn't get to see what he really got to bring to the table. I, I think he's a good player. I really do. I, I'm, I'm high on him. I, again, probably not high enough to get drafted, but he makes an NFL roster. Patrick? No NFL. I refrain from the buzzing. <laughs> Todd? 
Uh, he's got a chance to prove himself here a little bit after getting hurt last year, but I think he's a he's a tweener to make a roster, and then we'll see how it plays from there. Free agent? Okay. I have him as a free agent as well. Hopefully he can get back to the Deontay Williams that we thought we were going to get last year. Um, Markel Dismuke is our last senior that we're going to be talking about here. Tyler. Tough. Really tough on this one. Went back and forth between free agent, not NFL. I'm going to ultimately go not NFL. Wouldn't shock me either way. Okay. Patrick? No NFL. Todd, man, he, I, I, I think he's got a chance, man. I, <laughs> I think that he's, I, I don't know. I think he's gonna play well this year. He's another iffy drafty, probably free agent, and I think he makes a roster. He might stick around for a couple years. So I gotta say this, Todd is. The most out of all the cousins, he's the biggest homer out of all the cousins. <laughs> I mean, Todd never has anything bad to say about any Husker player. And this exercise right here just kind of really proves it. Out of what, 14 guys that will be headed in the draft for the seniors, you have all but two players get, you know, getting a shot at the NFL here. How many drafted? How many draftees did Todd have? He had one, four. two, three, four, four, five. He had five. Five. Okay. He had <laughs> Brendan Hymas, Will Farniok, Ben, St- no JoJo Doman, Will Honus. No, he had Bo yeah, Wilson. And, Far- and he Colin had, Miller. He had he had three. He had all three linemen. You had Farniok getting drafted, right? Uh... He I did, didn't he make a hard pick anyway. He switched it to free agent because right. I had a D and a, yeah. But I mean, basically, everybody's going to get a shot outside of Christian Gaylord. <laughs> ben Stilly would surprise <laughs> the hell out of me. I mean, I've been drafted. I have yeah. <laughs> Patrick, yeah, like I said, I just have him as a no, Ben Stilly, but I love his motor. Patrick, you had J.D. Spielman, Will Farniak, JoJo Doman, and DiCaprio Boodle uh, drafted. And one, two, three, four, five others free agents. Tyler, uh, J.D. Spielman, Brendan Hymas, Ben Stilley, DiCaprio Boodle drafted. One, two, three other free agents. I had three three other. I had Farniak, who else? Farniak, Deontay. Yeah, Diedrich Mills. Oh, Matt Farniak. And I had uh, four guys drafted. J.D. Spielman, Brendan Hymas, Ben Stelly, DiCaprio Boodle, and one, two free agents. Me so, and you were pretty similar, Justin. Yeah, we were very close. I mean, you can tell who <laughs> does the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and who just, who's just big old homers, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It's that's awesome. I hope Todd is right absolutely. hundred percent. That's a ten win team right there. That's a ten win team. Easy. I mean, <laughs> I, he, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting back on like a six, seven win season thinking, okay, six, seven wins, I can take that. But Todd, man, he's he's all in on this thing. Todd, go ahead, your hands up. I just want to say that like I've been saying, the offensive line, these guys are all returning starters. They've all played 
full seasons last year. I'm not going to say the only thing that I can see stopping us is a injury or three or four or whatever, but <laughs> health, Todd, I got- health. Yeah. I think I like, I like our chances. Todd. I, so what, what are you predicting as our win record next year? Before a bowl, I say 10 and two, assuming we have a full season. I'm liking it. You think a 10 and two God late. I love him. I love your brother. You're, well, actually, well, my he, he's my favorite record, cousin. I could have a Jags record prediction. I'll go four, 12 and four. <laughs> okay, well. Patrick, what do, you, what do you got, Patrick? Well, God bless you, first of all, Todd, for your unending optimism and blind faith. I really do hope we go 10 and two. I think we're going to, uh, if we're lucky, if, 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 if the Cobb is with us, then we will go at least eight wins. Uh, but I just can't see 10 and two, but I salute you, sir. Both Keep of you are faith. way more optimistic than I am. And so Tyler and Derek will probably shit can me off this podcast because I'm <laughs> a little bit more negative and you two will be at home in the cousins. They don't have to change the name of the podcast. Cause it's still the Husker cuz cast. <laughs> We're all one big happy family. And you guys can bring me in for guest shots at, uh, in the off season, I guess. I don't know. This is, this is crazy, but you know what? It's uh we've gone longer than what I thought we would guys. So we got to get out of here. It's time for last call. No topics are off limits. So take it away. Tanner last call to you. My last call goes out to ESPN and in particular the last dance uh, special they have going on. If you have not watched this, you need to. I, I am a huge NBA fan. Love it for that. This this reminds me of my youth. Todd, you will remember this because we obviously my younger brother, but you know, growing up and trading basketball cards and talking about the nineties NBA, like I there's a special place in my heart to that. And and it's amazing to watch. Michael Jordan is easily the best basketball player of all time. Highly recommend watching. Have you guys been checking it out? Patrick? At some point, I will. Um, one of the stories that really intrigues me from the NFL is uh, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But adding on top of that is Gronk joining him on the team. Uh, I'm not a... Tom Brady fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I am a fan of intriguing stories. And this is a very intriguing story. The learner going on from the master. And I'm sure that Tom Brady is thinking at some point, he can't wait to tell Belichick at one point I was the learner, but now I am the master. All right, Todd, you got two last calls to ref- to uh, reflect on. First, re- reflect upon Tyler's uh, last dance, and then reflect upon Patrick's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go. For the Bucks, I think that they'll uh, at least make the playoffs. I love the Brady-Gronk combination with what they got. I love it. I mean, excited to see what happens. For Tyler, I love the last dance. I've been watching it. I will say that I believe that we watched game seven together on a 13 inch TV. And I, I can't forget that moment, but for my last call, I'm going to go ahead and 
point out that the UFC, which has been adamant to be the first team or the first professional organization coming back, is going to have a card on May 9th. It's a pretty good card. I love the UFC, but all I want to say is that I hope that they have all of the coronavirus testing, everything that they need figured out that they can run. And they're actually running three shows that week that they can run those with proper testing and everything going through to prove to other professional sports that it can be done because I need sports. Everybody well needs said. a lot of Todd in their life. You know, he's overly optimistic on all of his Husker teams, and he just wants everybody to get tested. It doesn't matter. Get tested. Uh, great points, Todd. My last call is going out to something that nobody else gives a shit about, and that's going to be the Arkansas Derby this week, this Saturday. There's going to be two flights running for the Arkansas Derby, and I'm excited. Kentucky Derby has been postponed, so a lot of horses are coming in for the Arkansas Derby. Great horses, great racing, big fields. A lot of big fields here in this Arkansas Derby, so get some. Uh, all right, guys, we're at an hour. It's time to get out of here. So special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes on BigHeadsMedia.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts. On behalf of Derek and the cousins, Patrick, Todd, thank you so much for joining us. We want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there and stay home. And as always, go Big Red. Now he throws for a first.